Well, what a great day. Man, we had a great first service, and God's already doing some wonderful things here this morning. And uh, so uh, this is, uh, but there's something I have to do or just out of honor this morning um, for a dear friend. Um, we got the sad news, and because of the connection to our church, um, that this isn't just a stranger to somebody who's been part of our church family for uh, um, almost 30 years in ministry. And uh, for maybe some of you haven't heard yet, if you have, but our dear friend Donnie Moore passed away on Friday morning. And uh, suddenly, unexpectedly, and uh, just kind of rocks us to the core. Um, somebody that we met in 1986 and uh, have been friends and partners with him. And uh, I personally have uh, gone to 25 years of camp, and I get saved every year at youth camp. And, uh, I mean, God's done just some amazing times in friendships, relationships. Donnie is a dear friend who has uh, prayed over all of our children and ministered to us, prayed over my grandkids. And... My kids saved, filled with the Holy Spirit at camp, and uh, lives rocked uh, through that. And uh, for a soul winner and evangelist, he was a real deal. And uh, not too many people like Donnie. And uh, so there's a huge void in the kingdom. And uh, God will raise another up, but it doesn't fill that void in our hearts. So... It, uh, but this morning, just out of honor, Donnie not only was ministered to the church, but God opened an amazing door for him. And for 29 years, he was the chaplain for the Oakland A's. And uh, he was so powerful, even in supporting the Lord's Gym for us and helping it really go to the level that it's at and getting professional athletes to give their endorsement to sign memorabilia and just an amazing champion for young people. He just loved, nobody loved kids and young people more than Donnie. Gave his life to that and got some of these athletes involved in that. But Donnie was an amazing motivator. And so in honor of him this morning, I just want to play this first clip. Can't be distracted by outside voices. You gotta make a decision in this clubhouse, your identity, not the past, but right now, who you're gonna be. You gotta have a vision to win. You gotta believe you can win. You gotta train to win. You gotta have the will to win. Warriors, they don't always win, but they always fight. They always fight. And you gotta have that fight. You gotta have that fight. He was a strong old man. Donnie was 60, but when he turned 50, he entered a bench press contest and benched 534 pounds. And uh, so he is a strong old man and uh, a great friend. But more than a motivator, he was a man of God. 
and he shared and imparted truth into our church and our lives and young people and I just want to hear a clip of just from him and a good word. God did not create man because he was lonely. God is not and was not lonely. You must understand from the beginning God was complete in himself. The Father loves the Son. The Son loves the Father. The Holy Spirit is the eternal celebration of life. God was not lonely. He was not looking for someone to talk to. God is complete in himself. He did not need anyone to complete him. If man completed him, then man is a part of God. And God was not quite God without us. God created man because he loved him and he freely chose to create him out of his life. And after he created him, he freely loved him. What was it like to be the first man and be loved simply because you exist? There was no performing. He didn't have to do anything to be loved. God's love toward him was because of who God was, not because of who man is. Amen. Years ago, Donnie was here and he was getting ready to preach for us. In fact, Donnie just told me as he came down from the drums and he came seven years ago, the first Sunday he was here playing, Donnie was here preaching and it impacted his life. But my office used to be upstairs over there and he was here one Sunday and he had his, Donnie carried these amazing binders around with all of his sermons and he's flipping through his binder and he's asked me if I preach this here, if I preach this here. I said, Donnie, I've known you almost 30 years. You preach everything in every binder you have here. Amen. So, uh, the great God. I've heard every sermon. It just is amazing. And so, but every time he'd preach, it was life-changing and impactful. And uh, so, he is a dear friend. We will miss him, but we will continue to love and support his family. Amen? So, would you join me as we pray? Father, we just come this morning on behalf of Cindy and Brooke and Anna and DJ and the family. Lord, we We lift them up to you. We pray you're covering over them. Lord, unexpected suddenlies never give us a time to prepare. We just have to rely on you to cover us with your grace, your strength at our point of weakness, and to help us and enable us to make it through seasons like this. So, Father, we pray your grace and your mercy over Cindy and the kids. Lord, cover them, comfort them, strengthen them, and surround them with the love they need at this time. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Somebody said? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you. Uh, it, uh, it's a little hard for us to think about, well, this morning we're going to talk about vision and move forward and all the things we're going to do, but if Donnie could say one thing, he'd say this, keep winning souls, keep reaching people, keep telling the story, keep reaching out. And so this morning, um, that's really what we're talking about. We're going to take just these next few moments and share with you a little bit about the vision, where we're going, you know, as the church. We began this year um, and told you that this would be a year of intentional transformation and so the way we started that is we bought the building and with that we started designing and making plans for a new sanctuary moving forward in that and everything but uh, 
Um, I'm a little bit ahead of myself, but the whole point about reaching a goal is not just to reach a goal. You don't set a goal just to reach a goal. That's not why we have goals. That's not why we're doing this. What we want to do is move the church forward. And uh, so how can we as a church move forward? So a couple years ago, I just really started stirring this area, and then the Lord really blessed us with Pastor Tim coming off the field and plugging in here with his family here and then fitting in. He just fit in and became such an integral part of our team and brought to the table a gift mix that has really helped us. And so Sean and I have worked as a team together all these years for 20 years, but then we're just spread so thin with everything else, having those extra hands on board. And his, what he does is he fills a void that, and we don't have an admin and stuff that well, and, and really has helped us and brought us to a level where we're moving forward. So we're so thankful for that. But in moving forward in that area, it has uh, brought us to a point of making some changes and some transformation in doing that. And so I began looking at, and, and several years prior to this, I was looking at things and ways we can make changes, but bringing them into fruition and into completion uh, just wasn't there. I just wasn't able to get over that hump in that area. And so together as a, as a team, we've been able to, to make this transition and that in our vision and moving forward and make some changes. And we're excited about what we're, we have to share with you this morning in that area. And so when I started going through this last year at our district council, a gentleman named, pastor named Troy Jones came to our district council and he'd written a book called Recalibrate. And the whole thesis of the book is based on the fact if you study churches across America that are established churches that have existed 10 years or more, 70% of them are either plateaued or stagnating and declining. And uh, so what do you do? So the, the book they wrote is called Recalibrate. Well, then you look at that. What do we have to change? We recalibrate. We change things, turn things around. A business, if it hits a plateau or markets, whether it's a business, maybe your marriage is plateaued, maybe it's declining, whatever. What are you going to do? You're either going to recalibrate or you're going to divorce. It doesn't matter what it is, so recalibration is, is part of that. So how do you recalibrate? How do you move forward to, 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 uh, to, to advance the cause, whether it is a church, whether it is your marriage or a business, whatever it may be? And so what he says, and you see it in pastoral area, you see where a pastor will pastor at a place for so long, and then if you're like, well, I need to go someplace else, so he'll transition, go to another church, and then when he goes there, he just starts initiating change. So Troy said it like this, either have, if your church is plateaued or declining, either have the grace to resign and go someplace else and let a fresh person with vision come in. I thought about that for a while. Yeah. Or have the courage to fire yourself and start over. Amen. And so the key is you fire yourself, you walk back in the door the next day like it's your first day on the job. And so we started doing that and started looking, and that's the foundation that we've gone through. And so what would you do if you were going to a brand new place? And so that's really where we are and dealing with that. And as we move forward to your and dealing with this, we began with intentional transformation, and we just have called it the IT project, standing for intentional transformation. And we understand that it is a journey, not a destination. How many know your marriage is a journey, not a destination? If you go, Sean did the wedding yesterday, if they go, okay, we're done, we're married, okay, they're in trouble already. Because the journey's just begun, amen? And so that's where we are in, in serving the Lord. See, each new year is a mile marker on your journey of being transformed and conformed to the image of Christ. I began this year asking you to join me in making 2018 a year of intentional transformation. Everything about the Christian life is to be new. It's called the new birth. 
we're promoted, excuse me, we're pronounced new creatures in Christ. We are given a new covenant and new promises, and we are transformed through renewal. Think about it. This means there must be an active agreement with corresponding action on our part with what God desires to be new in our lives. We are to live a new life and follow his new standard for our lives. We are actually supposed to put off the old and to put on the new. How many know that involves change? Transformation just involves change. Colossians chapter 3 says it like this, but now you yourselves are to put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Anybody still have trouble with any of that stuff? Besides me. Do I have any friends in the house? That's why you hear me say, I'm not that saved yet. I still wrestle with some of this stuff. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who, is create, who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Ephesians 4 says it like this. But you have not so learned Christ if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as, your truth is in, as, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. How many know that just renewing your mind is a full-time process? Amen. And so that's where we're at. And so this takes more than an annual resolution. It takes intentional transformation. The word intentional just means something done on purpose and deliberate. See, there's a principle that in life that I found to be very true, which is this. The way you leave determines how you enter. The way you left home this morning, things going wrong, whatever happened in the house before you left, determines the attitude you enter church with, the attitude you got in the car, whatever, when you leave to go to work. It always determines that. And so think about it. This, it doesn't matter if it's a place, a job, a relationship, a church, a day, a year, or even our salvation. How we leave the old or the past will always determine how we enter our future or the next phase or season of our life. If you have your outline, you can look on the inside. So we need to ask ourselves, what is there in your life and walk with God that is of recent origin, that is being brought into being because of intentional transformation. If you looked at your life, what is there that right now today is a fresh origin in your walk with God? Ask ourselves this question. When was the last time something new in your life with Christ appeared for the first time? Something new appeared for the first time. That's what I'm after. When was the last time you found yourself in unfamiliar territory with God? We all have a routine in our walk with God, but how long has it been since we arrived somewhere New in the Lord. Amen. See, we have to deal with change, and we live with change. We deal with it all the time. But there's something about us in, in religious is that we like things. We, we like to get things where really nothing changes. It just stays the same. It's just like a hum. You know, kind of like a dial tone. But sometimes you don't just want a dial tone. You want the thing to ring. Amen. 
And he wanted an answer, praise the Lord. So when was the last time you did something you were not accustomed to? It made you uncomfortable and required you to really use your faith in God. The daily devotion we give out today was on God's timing, location, and purpose in your life. But point number three was this out of Acts 17. It says, so that they should seek the Lord. And I love this statement. It said, every act of God in your life is designed to increase your dependence on him. Every act of God gets you and I to depend upon him even more. Every assignment he gives you will require his participation in order to succeed. And that's where I want to live. That's where I want a church to live. That's where we want to be as a people, that we are dependent upon God's participation in what we're doing personally and corporately in order to succeed. Could you say amen? So think about it. You see, change is the way of life. It is the key to life. It is the process of life. It is the proof of life. How many have experienced change in your life? You experienced change from last night to today. Guys, you might have been shaved yesterday morning. You woke up and you need to shave again today. Because change happened. You know, I figured it out. I, I didn't shave for three or four days. Then I trimmed my goatee down, got it down, looking just I have this little beard going on like that. And it was change. I just trying to figure out, man, if I, if I quit Cutting my hair, I figure maybe it'll grow back, but I can't get that change to work. <laughs> if I don't shave, hair goes out in my face. But if I don't cut my hair, what's up with that? It kind of went from here to my ears. I have to cut my ears more than I do my head. <laughs> Amen. It grows out your nose. It grows out the top of your ears. You start looking like you're half dwarf. <laughs> it's not a good change. But it's a change you have to deal with. Amen. Change is a way of life. Everything that is alive is changing. Nothing is static because change is connected to the process of growth, maturity, development, advancement in life, and in Christ. You went through multiple changes just to get here today. You changed from your bed to the floor to the bathroom to the living room to wherever. You went through changes. You changed the clothes you had on. You did all kinds of things. You changed just to arrive here today. You went through a process of change. Think about it. See, our life, God's plan, is always a journey, not a destination. It's discovered through the path he sets for our lives. He sets the course, and we intentionally follow. Can you say amen? See, as your pastor, I had a decision to make, either to just keep doing everything the same or to change some specific areas of the ministry here at Solid Rock Faith Center with a focus on the future. So our leadership team has been developing our IT project of intentional transformation. And it's there in your outline. I'm asking you to follow with me. But just before we do, I found this little slide that maybe will help us. And if you are in, uh, um, where we go? There he is. If you are there in uh, project management, you understand you evaluate the project, you design the project, you develop the project, and then you analyze it, and then you start all over. And so in anything with project, you're getting there. For a business to do that, you just go through project management. You're always looking at how can you revise, how can you make it better, how can you do these things. That's just the process and the cycle of life. So think about it. We have a mission-critical initiative, and that is our relaunch of 2018. And what we mean by relaunch 2018, I'm a, I'll give you the date right now. On September 9th, we are going to relaunch our church. 
We're relaunching. We're going to take our church and launch it just like we're, we're birthing a brand new church. We want to launch it with that same type of enthusiasm, that same type of vision and passion. And we're going to two services and we're changing. Uh, we have two, but we're changing some of that up. So look, at we've defined it. The goal is you have to define it, date it, and do it. And so our definition of it is this, intentional transformation, the IT project, to change our service time from 8.30 and 10.30 on Sunday morning to 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We're just going to move every thing up a half an hour and we found out by asking people and researching that for young families that getting that half hour makes a big difference if you're getting children ready to come to church the difference between 8 30 and 9 makes a big difference so and our goal is, is to add children's ministry to both services both 9 a.m and 11 a.m we'll have children's ministry the age group breakdown will be nursery to kindergarten and then children's church will be first grade through fifth grade and on second service youth will be sixth grade through eighth grade we'll have a class for them in second service and then the first step to that secondly is to we've made the choice to end our Tuesday night services starting this coming week there'll be no Tuesday night service for adults and for children under sixth grade and part of the purpose that I'm a little bit ahead of myself but part of the purpose is twofold because we're focusing on our volunteers and some other things we'll share with you in a moment that people only have so much time to give so we want to focus our target in on our Sundays and on our children's program and build a volunteer base where we can take Sundays to a whole new level. How many could agree? So that's, and helping families, coming alongside young families and helping and being there for them. And so on Tuesday night, those are going to be, there'll be no more services for adults and for children. But Tuesday nights aren't all gone. They're still going to be worked into the thing. We're just revamping and restructuring that time and reutilizing that time. And so youth is going to be doing some things. So Pastor Sean coming up to share, because many times he'll share a snippet during an offering, but you don't get to hear a whole lot about, about what our youth does. And so by providing, like he said, by providing, having a place, because we have a house of worship and a place to worship, we're able to have a youth ministry. So through all that you're doing, you make all these things possible. Amen? Amen. Um, I was trying to figure out the best way to put this, and so I just put some thoughts down real quick. And number one, um, the change doesn't change what we do on a Tuesday night. Um, it's been a really amazing season um, for us. I don't know if you've ever popped in on a Tuesday night, but um, at 6.30 we serve dinner, and um, we're seeing, um, we feed probably over 60 if not 80 people every Tuesday night dinner. Um, and so the students come and, and do that. And so this summer, um, we're not stopping what we do. We ramp up every summer. Um, a lot of churches, their um, youth programs kind of wind down for the summer. But a few years ago, we decided that we didn't have anything better to do. So we would ramp up and uh, we started what's called a internship. And over the last couple of years, we've actually renamed it to be the best summer ever. And we give the kids an opportunity to not sleep until noon, um, two days a week. Amen. How many of you had teenagers in your house that slept way too long? Amen. That was me. And uh, so it's a reason for me to get out of bed. But I just wanted to highlight a few things that that we've done with the youth ministry um, over the years. And like Pastor said, I try to share some snippets. But because of your generosity and what you do, really, the youth ministry has the same vision and same goal as our church is to reach young people, to raise them up and to release them to their destiny in God. And our main point of reaching is our schools. 
and I just put a little slide up there just to show you what um, God has done in this new season. Um, we've been faithfully serving our campuses for over 11 years now, and we go in and God put it on our heart to provide lunch because the get kids give up their lunch break to come and hear the gospel. And at Union Mine and El Dorado at the beginning of the school year, the teachers came to me and said, just so you know, for the school year, we've reserved the small gym for the week that you come every month for the whole school year. And um, that is not um, normal. Um, that is actually very unheard of. And this year, we saw um, an incredible outpouring of God on our campuses. And because of your generosity and your support, I added it up and averaged it out just roughly. We spoke the gospel to over 2,000 students on a public high school campus this school year. Can you give God some praise today? Amen. Um, and it's, it's been really incredible. Um, the top left one is El Dorado High School, and then the bottom one's Union Mine. And then because of what God is doing through our campus clubs, um, the staff, the assistant principal, some of you had heard me, um, actually contacted us and asked us to put on an assembly for the whole high school. So we were able to do that at Union Mine this last year. And with that, God has just produced this great momentum that, you know what, I always wonder, is anybody going to show up next week? Amen. It's a miracle every week that students walk in the door. And, but our heart is to raise them up. And so eight years ago, we started our summer internship. Um, we found this to be the most effective way to disciple students that have made this choice. And over the year, this program has evolved, and we've seen an average of 15 to 20 students come every summer um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1030. They show up. We do worship. We do prayer. We do a discipleship lesson. We have lunch, and in the afternoon, they get to learn ministry. They, they set up. They tear down. They, they edit. They video. We go out into our city. We do prayer walks. We pick up trash. We pass out popsicles. We give out waters. We do whatever we can to just love our city, so we're teaching them the full gamut of ministry and giving them that experience, and, um, and it's truly awesome, and over the years, because of all that, the greatest reward is seeing the students live out their God-given destiny. Amen. And um, I've been privileged to see so many raised up, and, and I could list a lot of them um, that are still serving in ministry today, I believe, because of this opportunity. And it's truly humbling that God would use us in this way. And, you know, it's, it's really incredible this last couple of months. Um, if you come on a Tuesday night, almost the whole night is run by students. It, it really is a beautiful thing. There are some adults that help um, corral the students, but they're leading the worship. They're playing the instruments. They're setting up. They're tearing down. They're running the media. They're filming the announcements. They're serving dinner. And, and it's really an amazing thing to see almost 50 students on a Tuesday night being ministered to by their peers. God is good. Amen. God is so good. And... Um, so I just want to thank you for your continued support of our church. And just to give you a heads up, BSE is best summer ever. And why we, why we call it that is we try to give them the ministry and the gospel, but also have fun. So we have our internship. And then on June 21st, we go to Leone Meadows up in um, Grizzly Flats for zip lining, go-karts, and adventure courses. So if you want to go and be a part, it's like 70 bucks, but we need your help to, to transport students. And we, f we have lunch up there, and it's just an amazing day up there. And then we go to camp. Um, be in prayer. Um, we go to Donnie Moore summer camp. And um, hmm, so we don't know what's going to become of that. Um, 
you know, and honestly, I just want to add to what Pastor was saying. My heart for our schools, I really truly believe was imparted because of that man. And then lastly, we uh, finished the summer with a trip to Sly Park Lake where we have some fun and hike up to the waterfall. And then the kids will also help serve at our backpack giveaway and make that happen. But our Tuesday nights for us are just continuing to ramp up and grow. And we're seeing some awesome things happen in students' lives. And so if you know young people that are looking for a place to hang out on Tuesday night, bring them, drop them off. We'll take care of them for a couple hours and uh, give them the gospel in a way that will transform their life. So thank you, church. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Pastor. Thank you, Sam. Hallelujah. The Lord's good. Amen. Amen. Let me just say, uh, sometimes people think about uh, change and wonder what it does. There's, there's a couple of things we'll never do. We have anchor points that are our core values. And uh, part of that is that we will always be a house of worship. Our goal is that we will always have an atmosphere of worship that break, ushers in the presence of God. So we have services like we've already had here this morning. Amen. We want the presence of God. We want the power of God. So that's, that, that's, that, that's not open for change. Amen. We're never going to give up our altar time. Hallelujah. Praying for people or apologize for that. We're never going to compromise the word of God and give up the foundation of the truth of God's word. Amen. We always will be a word church. Amen. People ask me, are you one of those faith churches? <clears throat> I said, absolutely. I don't like the option. If you're not a faith church, what are you? Amen. So like Paul said, we preach the word of faith. We don't preach fear, doubt, and unbelief. Amen. So we're hanging on that and we're committed to families and to reaching the next generation. So those are just a couple of our anchor points that we'll never, never give up or even discuss changing. Are you okay with that? All right. And so in changing that on Tuesday night, and we'll kind of explain that a little bit. The third thing we're changing also is we're adding the increase the number of what we want to increase the number of our life group to at least 15 by our launch in September. Right now we have seven active life groups and home groups that are taking place in that, but that's not enough. And our goal is that we would be a church that grows around community and out of fellowship in that. The, the early Book of Acts church, and it would be good to be our goal, our pattern for the church is the book of Acts. So they were daily in the temple and house to house. And so gathering and meeting and doing that. And then to have them meet two times per month. So one reason for giving up our Tuesday night was we're asking our home group to meet twice a month. And who knows, maybe down the line, maybe we get to every week. So we'll just start. We'll start. We've been once a month. Now we're going to go to two, two times a month starting in September. And so people are uh, being involved in that capacity even more. And when we do the numbers on that and just from just briefly, when we look at the, the, the adult attendance on Tuesday night, it, it is about a third of what we have for adults attending our life groups and our home groups. We have about 80 some people that attend our life groups right now and that and and so we're much less than that on Tuesday night. So we believe we can take that to a new level. Amen. So what that means is that we're going to be asking some of you to say, hey, you know what? I have a home. I would like to have people come to my house. And we'd be a sermon-based life group. And we'd just go over the messages and, and uh, talk about things, what God did, what he spoke, and just be able to break it down and build relationships. So look in your outline here. There's a little comment there called circles, not rows. Because we believe that now the fellowship you have with the person in front of you is the back of their head. So probably not much relationship happening right now <laughs> in that area. But if we can get you face-to-face -face in a circle, we can build relationship and we can share word and life together. Amen? 
And so a truth is, is that we organize things in boxes, but we have to experience life in the circles. And that's what our life groups is, is to do that. And our growth tracks program is the first step to getting people. If you haven't been through our growth track program, then we encourage you to sign up and go through the class. We have over 107 people that have already gone through the growth track program, but it introduces you to the church on, on every level. And then it tells you how to plug in. It helps you find your gifts and your ministry and how God would use you. And then it gives you the avenue on how to open up your home and become a host as well. And then the fourth thing we're going to do is add uh, a Sunday night prayer service from 6 to 7, the first Sunday of every month. And we're going to have our first one on Sunday, September 9th. We're going to do the launch on Sunday, September 9th. And then we're going to follow up. That's not the first Sunday. The first Sunday is Labor Day weekend. And so our launch is going to be right after that. And uh, But that Sunday night from 6 to 7, we have the worship team here. We're going to pray. We're going to prophesy. We're going to minister to people. Amen. And so once a month. And so we're looking, how would you, what would you name that? And so I don't have a name. There's some other churches that have names for their prayer service. I just came up with PUSH. I heard this little acronym years ago, but it just means pray until something happens. <laughs> so we'll just have a PUSH service the first Sunday of every month. Amen. That's kind of like, you know, when, the, when, when mom's getting ready to give birth, the doctor says, okay, just give it one more PUSH. Amen. And we could burst something. So we believe we could pray and push and burst something into the kingdom of God. Amen. Through prayer. Hallelujah. And so what we've done is we've dated it and we're going to do it. And so Sunday, September 9th is going to be that. And that's following. Our, we have our church picnic on September 3rd. And some of you have heard and you heard the announcement this morning that we did make the decision. We met together as our leadership team and we made the decision um, to let go of VBS this year due to the fact that our VBS is in the evening and there are three other churches and, and, and uh, a couple major uh, VBS programs happening during the day that week. And so we're in competition with that, with other people. So our attendance was super low. So we decided instead of trying to compete with that, what if we just plan three special events for families through the summer? So we have the movie night coming up on June 5th. They have another family movie night in July, I believe the 21st, some of it, but it's in your bulletin. But then also they have a, a Camp, uh, a picnic and a camp out on August 3rd and 4th, I believe it is, but the information is there. And then we're going to invite everybody. If you have friends and families, we want to invite families to come to our church picnic and then we're kicking it off so what they're doing is they're taking all the curriculum from our VBS program we're going to be building the full sets of full stage in the first five weeks that we launch from September 9th for the next five weeks is going to be a children's ministry explosion Amen. So we're going to do the VBS program instead of five days. We're going to do it over five weeks. We'll leave the, the, uh, the, all, all the whole thing set up over there. The youth to be in the sanctuary here having service on Tuesday night. And, uh, but children's ministry will be going there. And we really want to reach out. Our goal is we believe that we could grow our church to 400 on Sunday mornings. How many would agree? We could do that. We believe that we could have 150 in first service and 250 in second service. Who knows? Maybe it'll flip around the other way, whatever, or maybe we could do that. But we could reach out to family. How many believe there's at least that many people that need to be saved in El Dorado County? that need to know the Lord. So we'll come alongside and we'll make that happen. I'm going to ask Bill to come back if he would to the keyboard for me. So our goal is to do intentional church and intentional Christianity. And, and nothing just happens by accident. You don't end up anywhere by accident. 
It just doesn't happen that way. We end up by choice, but it's better if we make an intentional choice to make that happen. I believe this. I believe the will of God for all of our lives is intentional Christianity. Or if you would, a life in Christ lived on purpose and with specific intention. To live with purpose and specific intention means looking for and using the opportunities that God sets before us, not by chance, but on purpose. And so that's what we're trying to do. I don't want church to happen to our church, but we're looking at everything we do. Lord, what can we do? How could we more effectively and more efficiently invest our time? And so when we're asking people, even with our Tuesday night, it's going to take more volunteers than we've ever had before on a Sunday morning to minister to children in two services. Amen. It's going to take more people involved in opening up their home to have life groups twice a month and to create space for everybody. And so instead of having people give their time to a Tuesday night, we thought we could take that time and invest that into our life groups and into our Sunday children's ministry, that, that be, we'd get a, a much higher investment return. Amen. Off of that time and off of people's time to invest in it in a more productive area. And so we're doing that. It doesn't mean we'll never do anything again on a Tuesday night. We'll figure out something to do. We'll find something for you to do every night if you want to. Hallelujah. I can come up with all kinds of ideas. Amen. But I want to give you this. I gave here at the close. I just put down goals for the remainder of this year. And I would just ask you to keep this as a prayer guide and ask you, we need your prayers. I need your prayers. And uh, that you would cover us with prayer, that we would have the wisdom in what we're going and, and making all the right decisions. Let me start out by saying I'm so thankful for all the Lord has done for us over the years and for the faithful dedication of our leadership team. Without all of you, none of this would have been possible. So as we press forward to finish this year, I ask you to join me with reaching for these goals. Let's believe to increase our outreach and evangelism endeavors. I really ask you, come with us to the fairgrounds. <clears throat> and join us at the fairground that we're there. It's so amazing that they uh, ask us to come and to be a part of that. And so we can have a, a church service here and pray with people and do all that, but then to go out there and to be there and be a part of that is going to be an awesome, awesome time. And so, but more than that, other ways that we can evangelize and reach into our community through the other than the backpack, everything we always have, just looking for new ways to actively connect with our community. You know, I, yesterday I dug out of my closet a few years ago, we did the Where's Frank campaign for a little bit, and we said that, you know, God wants us, they said that my house would be full, that, that, that we shouldn't have empty seats in his house. And so I wore it yesterday, and I had three, I got to witness the three people, they just, they, Two people yelled out, who's Frank? I'm glad you asked. Amen. So I had a lady at Lowe's, a guy at Winco store, and another guy, a, 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 a little older gentleman. Was, it was kind of like he was racing me to the door to get out of Sam's. And so I was kind of walking around. And he had two women with him, and they're walking kind of slow. And he just took off, pushing his cart, and left them in the dust. And then he got to the door, and he pulled over, and he goes, who's Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I think he thought Frank was chasing him or something. So, amen. I said, Frank's at church. You should come. So anyway, but there's people out there in reaching out to people. Amen. So we'll find ways to evangelize and reach our community. And then, as I said, raise our Sunday morning attendance to an average of 400 every Sunday. We have a lot of people that say they go to church. I'm praying they show up on a regular basis. Amen. We could do this, just everybody showing up on a regular basis, break out of the average. And then to see our weekly youth services average over 15 to 10, they've been blowing it up over there, but we want to help them reach and take that to an even higher level than that. Amen?
help our young people. Let me just say this. Look at what's happening in our society today. We have all the school shootings that have been taking place and everything happened and the commotion around that. And then all the people trying to speak into young people's lives to influence them and change them. Whether it's around that, instilling fear in them, using them for political agendas, all the identity stuff that's being shoved at them today. How many know our young people need somebody investing in them with truth? They're just being bombarded on a regular basis. So that's what we're saying. Come on, let's take our Christianity to a level, a level larger than just our own life and circle. Tommy Barnett wrote a great book years ago called Enlarge Your Circle of Love. That every one of us could enlarge our circle of love. That we can invite more people in, into your circle, into your sphere, and for somebody else. And then to continue to actively seek the wisdom and counsel of God in developing our facility to take our combined faith. What this is going to take our combined faith and prayers, both for the construction and for the finance. If you came in this morning, you see we have the, 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 the floor plan laid out there. And I said in first service, there, there, ladies, there are five toilets in your bathroom. Five. And five sinks. That's God, you can have whatever you guys do in there. You can do in bunches now. I'm going, you want to go with me? No. You, you never see guys that's that. You never see two guys that are, hey, man, I'm going to the bathroom. Want to go? No. So whatever you guys got going on in there, you got room for a party. Amen. And so then... We were trying to figure out if we could uh, add more urinals and stalls in the women's room. My wife said no, because when we do events, we take over your bathroom. So we're thinking about taking away some more of your urinals and putting in more stalls anyway. So anyway, we, we, we escaped with three. So you'll have eight in there, praise the Lord. What's that? Yeah, we'll figure that out. Amen. We'll get them. We'll get elevated toilet seats. Hallelujah. And adjustable. There we go. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll have them for every need and necessity. We'll have one at every level all the way down. Go like that. Amen. And then you'll see back there, we have three children's classrooms. you see on the plan, but we also incorporated a bathroom in between the classrooms so the, the teachers don't have to take the kids out of the classroom to go to the bathroom. So that'll be exciting. Amen. So a lot of cool stuff happening, but that all takes wisdom and it also takes finances. So we're praying. And this is, my, this is where my faith, if you want to agree with me, I'm believing every year. I'm believing. This, this is where my faith is. I'm asking you to believe. If we just had 100 people every year for five years that would commit to five years, say, you know what? I'll believe God that I could give above my tithes that God would enable me, and like Sean said, that I would stretch myself out there, go someplace new, that I'd give to the building program $3,000 a year for the next five years. If we had 100 people do that, $300,000 a year for five years is $1.5 million. You know what that means? In five years, we would build out everything and almost be debt-free in five years. How many, how many just believe God for that? It's, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So let's just let's put our faith out there. See, intentional, intentionally believe God to do something great in your life. We're doing that. Sue and I are all in. We never ask you to do anything that we don't do. We're all in that much and more. Amen? Hallelujah. And then lastly, we want to continue to expand our leadership base through our growth track program, continue to reach, raise, and release, and continue to press for a deeper spiritual awakening and passion for God 
in the people and in our services. Hear me, I truly believe we can have a spiritual breakthrough unlike anything we have ever had before. Would you just bow your heads with me this morning? This has been kind of a different service. We've been all over the place in praying for people, remembering our dear friend Donnie Moore, carrying that, and then sharing vision with you. But maybe you came here today and you came here because you know you need a Savior. God's been doing something in your life and speaking to you. And you know the reason you're here today is because you need to make a decision today. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not just come to church and think about it as you've done before, but today you know you need to surrender your life to God. You, you need His help. And you need to put Him first in your life. I just feel like the Lord's speaking to somebody. That that's you. You're here today and you came knowing that you need to say yes to Jesus today. My heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I, I want you just to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Who is that this morning? I know there's somebody came that needs Christ. Where are you? Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask all of us to pray this prayer. I'm not going to embarrass her. Let's pray out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I come today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that you love me and gave your Son to die for me. Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, of all my sin today I confess you as my Lord and Savior from this day on I'm going to live for you follow you serve you and honor you with my life in Jesus name Amen Amen God bless you sweetheart I want to pray with you afterwards okay Amen praise the Lord and uh, isn't God good? Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. Come on. That's what it's all about. And I believe that's an honor of Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore is a soul winner. And he'd have fought for one soul. Amen. So, praise God. Um, be praying. I asked this in first service. And I'm going to ask you guys too. We can't do this without you. We really can't. We can't go any further than we are right now without people making a choice to go further where you are. To pray about what you would do in commitment, whether in serving or giving. We need people who would open their homes and be a home group leader, a life group leader. We need people who are going to help us with children and doing that. If you're here this morning, you'd say, Pastor, you know what? I will pray and seek God, not just as a mean I pray about it and not do anything that Christian thing so the one thing that one of the ways you say no is say I'll pray about it yeah not that one not that prayer but that you would pray and say Lord I'm going to pray and ask God Lord Pastor I'm praying and ask the Lord 
how I could be more involved in what he would ask me to do in moving forward and, and growing our church. If you would seek the Lord, you'd say, I'm going to start today. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to make that commitment. I'm going to ask you just to stand and come up here right now. We're going to pray over you. If you're here this morning, you want to make that. We had a great response in first service. So if you want to take your commitment to a new level, we can't do this without you. Everything we're talking about vision, if you'd be interested in doing that, if you just, it's bold. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to take a bold step to step out. Oh, God bless your heart. Look at that. This old girl got saved and she's saying yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, just me. I'm not going to sign you up for anything today. Tomorrow. <laughs> that was just, come on, we, we need people who say, God, break my heart for children. For families. Come on, for youth. That, that you would just ask God to move in your heart and in your life in a fresh way because there's souls there's lives just like this sweet little girl that just said yes to Jesus this morning there's lives that are hungry we need we need to just reach more God we just need to do more you can't do more unless we say yes that's what's hard see God wants to do something in the earth but he just says I need people who will say, Lord, do something through me. And that's all I'm asking, that you would just say, Lord, do something through me. Use me. It, it, it'll, it'll find you. You'll land in the right spot where God can use you. But we just have to begin by saying, just like Isaiah, he says, you know, I was high and lifted up in Isaiah 6. I saw the Lord and His train filled the temple. And then I heard His voice and said, who will go for me? And Isaiah just raised his hand and said, I, here I am, Lord. I'll go. And that's all I'm asking you to do is just say, here I am, Lord, today. This is just a, here I am. He'll, he'll give you clarity. Father, today you see the hearts of your people. Lord, we just want to find you in all of this. More than anything else, we want to find you, your will, your purpose, your direction. So, Lord, today we are intentionally stepping out. Father, each and every one of us, we're saying yes to you. We're raising our hands and saying, here we are, Lord. Use us, send us, show us, plug us in Fit us, set us, wherever you would have us to be, Father. We say yes to you. We're not going to design it. We're not going to grab the reins of it. We're going to submit ourselves to you. We're going to allow you to plant us and plug us in where you need us, Father. Help us to reach families. Help us to reach young people. Help us to touch our county. God, give us creative ideas for evangelism. Lord, I thank you that out of this group, God, ideas are going to come. Uh, just new homes are going to open up, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We just say yes to you today, God. We're just going to begin there. You're Lord. We're not. So we're going to let you be Lord of our lives. And all we say is, yes, Lord. Come on, just say that with me. Yes, Lord. Amen. Now, Father, I pray your blessing over your people. I pray your health, your protection, your provision, and your promise fulfilled to their lives. Thank you, Father, for such amazing people that love you and say yes to you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say it. Amen. God bless you. Come on, give the Lord a good hand.